BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. So today is my first solo episode that I'm actually doing in studio, which I've obviously never done before. And so this is very exciting. So today's episode is really kind of going over all of the things that you guys want to hear about. A big portion of this episode is health focused because it's obviously an area of interest for you guys. You like I'm going to give you guys updates on health stuff for me because I was dealing with a few issues which I'm working through. And so I'll go into all of that. I'm also going into things like sleep, skincare updates, different habits that I have, imposter syndrome, like there's all of these topics that I have, which you guys have asked for. And so I'm really excited to get into it. Before we dive into the show, I have this week's review, which comes to us from Wheels CM2995. And they say, such a great show. So happy I discovered this pod. Sif is such a thoughtful host and asks such insightful questions, not to mention her guests are incredible. I especially love the solo apps on her wellness routines. Well, you're in luck (laughs) because that's what today is all about. I would love to hear an episode with Mathilde Thomas, the co-founder of Caudalie Skincare. They have such an interesting origin story on discovering their hero ingredients. I would love to hear it through Sif's business lens. You're the best, Sif. Thank you so much for leaving this review. It means so much to me. This is very, very helpful feedback. And I'm also a fan of Caudalie. I actually didn't know that they had an interesting origin story. So I'm definitely going to look into having Mathilde on the podcast. So thank you so much for this suggestion. You guys, if you feel like the show brings you value and you've been enjoying it, please take a second to rate and review it. All you have to do is open the Apple podcast app and scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show in the rating section. If you feel like I've deserved it, then please leave me a five star rating. And in the review section, let me know anything you want me to hear. Any feedback is helpful. Tell me favorite topics, topics you want to hear more of, guest requests, favorite guests from the past. Literally anything you want to tell me is always just very, very helpful for me. So I really appreciate if you take the time to do that. And with that, let's just dive into today's solo. So I'm going to, I guess, open up the podcast with health updates. So I have mentioned this on stories and also I mentioned this in my episode with Vanessa Fitzgerald, but I was dealing with actually a couple of things. So I'm going to go into all of them, but I'm going to start with low HRV levels. So 
I have historically had pretty low HRV levels, and I found out recently that it had to do with the fact that I have thalassemia. So thalassemia is a... I don't know if it's a disease or like, I guess, like an illness or whatever, a condition. We're going to call it a condition. (laughs) It's a condition that I was born with. It's, you know, something I inherited from my mom. And it's something that is it happens here and there with South Asian women like myself. So it's a form of anemia where essentially it's something to do with your red blood cells and how they're shaped. And because of that, you can experience low HRV levels, fatigue, etc. So. I recently joined a new gym. That was actually also Vanessa Fitzgerald's recommendation. I went with her for a trial run, loved it and joined it. And so as part of my membership, I get my blood work done every quarter and there's like an analysis and supplement recommendations and you work with a doctor and all of that. So with my HRV levels, considering the fact that I have thalassemia, there were some things that I had to kind of fix from a supplement angle. And so I'll get into like my whole supplement protocol, but there was like some supplement stuff that I had to fix. And secondly, with HRV levels, it has to do with stress. And I guess the better your body is at being able to handle stress, the higher your HRV level is. And so that to me indicated that my body was kind of in this fight or flight mode, whether I felt it or not from like a like me knowing perspective, it was more so being reflected on my HRV scores. And I started to notice a little bit of fatigue in the afternoon as well. And so I was like, okay, there's definitely something here that I need to fix. The other thing that obviously as a part of my thalassemia is the fatigue that I was dealing with. And so I knew that that was also something that had to be looked into. And then A very surprising part of my blood work was the fact that my testosterone was on the lower end of the spectrum. So it's not below what it like below like the lowest benchmark marker, but it is in a place where it's on the lower side. And so there were these like few things that I really knew I needed to fix. And so I number one supplement protocol. So look, the thing is with supplements, you guys, is I don't want you to take this as a blanket statement as in like, oh, this is what I should do because she's doing it because I am taking these supplements because of my blood work and because I'm working with a doctor to kind of come to these conclusions. But number one, I started an iron supplement and it's called Ferrisorb. It's by Thorne. So I have always been a little bit wary about taking iron supplements because let's be real, it can be very constipating for any anemic girlies out there or it can give you like like a lot of trips to the bathroom. So it's like usually two ends of the spectrum. And so I've been resistant to taking iron in the past because I just didn't want to deal with any stomach issues. However, I started taking Ferrisorb by Thorne and it was a recommendation from my doctor. I take it with food every other day. And you guys, I really like it. I know it was a hot tip, I think last week or the week before, but it has really, really, really helped me. I've not noticed any issues with my stomach whatsoever. Everything is functioning at its optimal. So I'm really, really happy with it. I've also noticed that I do have a lot more energy and I'm going to get into why that may be outside of the iron thing. But if you are someone who is anemic or has thalassemia and has been resistant to taking taking iron supplements, I highly recommend this one. On top of that, I have been taking this brand called Life Force. I've been taking their DHEA, which I believe is a precursor to testosterone. And so I'm yet to have tested my testosterone since I started this protocol. It's been about three weeks, but I will be testing everything in the next few weeks and kind of seeing where I'm at. But this is a product that is scientifically supposed to help with testosterone production. So that is also helpful. On top of that, I've been having a higher dose of vitamin D3. Even though I was taking 2000 IUs, I was still under. And so I've bumped that up to about 4,000 I use right now. So something interesting that I learned from the doctor, from my doctor, was that when the vitamin D 
I guess, like recommendation was created. They actually it was it was said to be 800 IUs. And then later on. And so basically, like all the healthcare nutraceuticals, whatever, they all started dosing their D3 levels for their product at 800 IUs. And then later on, it was said by the study, the doctors or whoever did this, that the actual dose is 8,000 IUs and it just hasn't caught on yet. So I've bumped up my vitamin D3 dosage to 4,000. And again, we're going to test and see how that goes and bump it up again if necessary. On top of that, I have been taking a supplement called Para One. I think it's by Cellcor. And I've been taking another one. It's drops, which I'll put into the show notes, which I'm completely forgetting the name of. But I take para one twice a day, once in the morning before eating and once before bed. And essentially that helps with any underlying stomach issues. If you have them, things like SIBO or just any like like things in the gut, which may be wrong. And the reason I was told to take this is because some of my Like I just had like some inflammation markers or like immune system markers, which were like a little bit overactive. And that can be a sign of something going on with your gut. So it's not necessarily that this is the case, but it's almost as okay. like if something is wrong, then this should target it. So these are essentially the different supplements that I've incorporated into my routine on top of obviously like the usual ones, which I've always been taking like magnesium and vitamin C and our sleep capsules, blow capsules, calm capsules. Obviously, these are things that I take every day, but these are like the new additions to essentially start optimizing things. When I decided to go get my blood work and everything done, something else that was really scaring me was the fact that I was losing a lot of hair. So this has never in my life happened to me. And it was actually really scary because, you know, anytime I'd go into the shower and wash my hair so much if it would come out and same thing when I'd brush my hair and it was it was really freaking me out. And so when I got everything tested again, it was like, okay, like it may be because of one of these issues. And so as soon as I started making these changes, so supplement routine, and I'll get into everything else right after I started to notice that my hair was barely falling out. And I have to say, you guys, I took a shower last night and I think three strands of hair came out in total. So whatever it is that I'm doing is clearly working with everything from my energy levels to, I guess, like hair loss, which was a concern. And all of that has kind of like disappeared. So on top of all of the supplementation things, I've also changed up how I'm eating. So fun fact that I just I I had no idea, but apparently I was under eating. So I absolutely despise tracking anything. However, I was told to track what I was eating just in terms of like getting a baseline understanding of how much I was consuming for two days. That was it. And I did it and I couldn't believe how like I thought that I was eating around the 16 to 1800 calorie mark, but actually I was coming in closer to the 1300 mark. And so I had to bump up how much I was eating. Now, this obviously wasn't on purpose. It's just that I'm typically someone who stays away from like more processed kind of heavier foods. And so typically as someone who consumes mostly proteins and vegetables, I was just coming in under what I was supposed to. And also there's certain days where I intermittent fast. I really like to intermittent fast. So also considering that I was just not eating enough. And so now I've been very diligent about the fact that I do three solid meals a day. And going off of that, something else that was very interesting to me was that my protein intake was like very, very suboptimal. So now I'm working with a nutritionist and I've been put on basically like I should be doing a gram of protein per per pound of body weight. So what that means essentially is that I'm having protein three times a day. I notice myself so full for so long. Like yesterday I was on set for a shoot and I had my like huge, like massive protein smoothie in the morning. And I didn't have time to have lunch, which is like obviously not something that I'm supposed to do, but it was just crazy on set. But I got home at like six and I was still okay. Like I wasn't having these like crazy, like anxiety hunger pangs, which is actually it's a sign of like blood glucose level roller coaster. So I was still like I was obviously a little bit hungry, but I wasn't feeling like very off. And I think that that is because I've 
bumped up my protein intake so much. So that has been really helpful. As part of that, though, it means that I have been eating animal protein two times a day. And then um, in the morning or the afternoon, one of my meals is always a smoothie because I just I cannot cook three times a day. Just like there's no way that's going to happen. So I've been doing a smoothie. It is no surprise that I am a huge fan of Sephora. I am a very proud Rouge member. And honestly, guys, I've been shopping there for years. I remember the first time I shopped at Sephora. I think it was when I was 12 years old and one of my mom's friends was visiting and she bought this like super cute blush. And, you know, that's when I got on the Sephora train. So It's been very cool for me as well to see the evolution of Sephora over the years and see how many clean beauty brands they offer because you know that I'm a big fan of clean beauty and I love that I can go to Sephora to find all my favorite brands. So in terms of some of my favorites, you guys know I've talked about this on stories that I am obsessed with the Say Beauty Super Glowy Gel. I use it in the shade Sun Glow. I use it almost every single day. It gives me the most beautiful dewy glow under my sunscreen or under any sort of makeup that I wear. It is an absolutely stunning product. Also other favorites, the Westman Atelier Contour Stick, which I've been trying and it is absolutely phenomenal. Also, obviously, cult favorite beauty product is the Ilia Mascara. And I also love the Tower 28 Mascara as well. So they have no shortage of options and it is so easy to find which products are clean if you are confused. So all you have to do is look for the clean seal to know which beauty product falls into the clean category and Sephora has just made it very, very easy for us to find those products. So if you want to learn more, all you have to do is visit sephora.com slash clean and not only do they constantly show you guys like these like incredible brands that you may already know, it's also an awesome place to discover new clean beauty brands. So I'm really proud to be partnering with them on the podcast and very excited to find constantly find new clean beauty products in my rotation. So to learn more, all you have to do is visit sephora.com slash clean. I am always on the hunt for good, new, innovative brands. And so I was really excited to come across Ember Wellness. So Ember Wellness is a skincare brand and their innovation is in what they've taken away. All of their products are made from a low number of ingredients. So the ingredients that are in there are at a high concentration. So you get the maximum value from them. They're super transparent when it comes to what ingredients they're using, the percentages. There's no fillers, no alcohol, and all their products are sustainably sourced, organic, and made in Quebec, Canada. So also very excited to be supporting another Canadian brand. Ember has five different sustainably sourced facial oils and hydrosols created for different skin concerns. Facial oils are made from just two plant-based oils and the hydrosols are made from just a single plant-based distillate. The hydrosols are like a hydrating mist, but they're all natural with no fillers, alcohols, or additives. You just mix a couple of drops of oil into your hand and add a spritz of the hydrosol. And you've also got a beautiful clean moisturizer that sinks right into your skin made from just three pure ingredients. Ember Wellness also just came out with a new product called the Sculpt and Glow Bar. It's kind of a revolutionary idea. It's basically a solid moisturizing bar shaped like a gua sha or a sculpting tool, and you use it to sculpt your face, moisturize it because it has some mica in it, so it gives you a glow. I personally like to use it in the morning. I think it just sculpts your face, and it's just really like, I don't know, tones, like snatches it, which is what I love. So, of course, Ember Wellness has a code for you. Visit emberwellness.com and use code DREAMBIGGER at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's E-M-B-E-R-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com and use code DREAMBIGGER for 15% off your first order. Enjoy. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Hey, friend, it's Cami Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. 
Something else that's also very interesting is that I have incorporated creatine into my smoothie. So the reason for this is that I have been training harder, number one. And number two is that the studies around creatine and both its ability to help with muscle growth and its actual impact on our cognitive abilities from helping with dopamine production to like helping with things like depression and anxiety. The studies out there is very, it's like, it's quite impressive. And so I started also incorporating creatine into my routine. This was again, under the guidance of my doctor, I'm doing five milligrams of the thorn, five grams, no, five, yeah, five, basically one scoop, five grams, I think it is of the thorn creatine. Again, I'm a big fan of thorn for single ingredient products because they're just very, very clean. So that I think has also been making a difference. And then in terms of training, I've been training way more. So you guys know that I have been into strength training for quite a while. I started last year after my breast reduction surgery. I think it was like May when I was given the clearance. So it's actually been basically a full year. And I was using the Brett Contreras program, which I absolutely loved. And that required me to be lifting three times a week. However, I noticed myself plateauing a little bit just while working out on my own. And so as part of my new gym, I have a trainer six days a week and or however much I want them, I could use them less, more, whatever I want. But yeah, six days a week. And my program is strength training three days a week. And some form of cardio three days a week as well. So if I don't want to go to the gym one of those days, I go play tennis, which is something that I have been doing once a week. And then the other like outside of my strength training days, I do cardio. Now, I have been someone who is historically quite resistant to cardio because it's not something I like. However, I understand that I do have to build my aerobic strength and ability in order to kind of, I guess, reap some of the longevity benefits because while strength training is amazing and it's something that I enjoy, I do need to challenge myself. And so the cardio component has been a very interesting part of the routine. What I have noticed is that every week I go, I kind of get stronger in the cardio sense where I'm able to kind of do things for longer. So it is really cool to see those improvements. I'm not going to lie. So that's kind of been my training routine. And you guys, I've honestly really been enjoying it. I have never felt more strong. I think my skin looks better. I have so much more energy. I'm sleeping better. And so bumping up my training routine has really, really helped me. And I've also noticed like I feel more toned as well. So this is still early days because I'm like three weeks in, but I definitely feel a big difference. And I really, really like how I've been feeling. So going off of the HRV update that I gave you, which is that I have very low HRV, something that I really wanted to target was my overall stress levels. So something that I started experimenting with is having a whole parasympathetic day. So I'm personally somebody who I guess like I kind of struggle with doing absolutely nothing. Okay, I've never been someone who's gone on a holiday and like been comfortably able to like lay by the pool or on the beach. It's just not who I inherently am. I just feel like I need to constantly doing something. And so I decided that in order to really, really de-stress and kind of bring down my nervous system to like a place where it feels safe, I should have one day of the week where I am doing absolutely nothing. So I called it the parasympathetic day. And on this day, I don't have plans with friends. I don't have work calls that I'm taking or anything like that. It's on a weekend, but like, you know, not even with Nish where I'm doing like a a high stress meeting or anything like that. On top of that, so I'll tell you what I did. So I wake up and I meditate for 30 minutes and I did a meditation in the evening as well for another 30 minutes. So it is like giving like a lot of time into the meditation component. I don't work out that day, just very long walks. So I'm still getting like over 10,000 steps, but it's just walking and like at a good pace. I'm also not consuming anything that is stimulating. So what I mean by that is, you know, you might be watching reality TV before going to bed. And like, you know, I've been guilty of it. I 
love a good episode of Selling Sunset. Their new season is out. And let me tell you, I was consuming the shit out of that. But on this specific day, I was like, I'm not going to consume anything that may get my cortisol to rise. So very, very chill. So, for example, like watching Ratatouille, which is, you know, a very harmless, like good, like feel good Disney movie great the office perfect but anything more than that no because it would just whether you feel it or not it's kind of making your cortisol rise no matter what on top of that the music that I was listening to was like very easy jazz I made sure that I was sleeping eight hours the night before and the night after this and I stopped eating four hours before going to bed okay so normally I do two to three hours before going to bed this time I was very particular I was like four hours before going to sleep, no eating, and I slept really early as well. You guys, the day after I did this experiment, I could not believe the results, okay? So I looked at my stats on my aura ring, and my HRV levels had shot up, and so had my my resting heart rate had like gone way down, like more, it was lower than it had been in like three months, which is insane. So I was really, really happy with that result. And so I am kind of bringing that into my week every week. So once a week, I'm, you know, this is my parasympathetic day. And on top of that, like I just, I, so on top of that, what what I thought was interesting was there were all of these things that I did. And so what I'm trying to do right now is look at things in isolation and see if I can bring each of those things into a different day of the week and see if it has a significant impact. So the day after I did this, I had a massage like right before bed. So I had my masseuse come over and I got this like really nice long massage before going to bed. And I noticed again that my resting heart rate was lower. My HRV hadn't shot up in the same way, but it had obviously helped a little bit. And so I'm trying to see like how each of these things have has an impact on my overall HRV and resting heart rate and kind of like try to incorporate more of it. So I've been doing meditations before going to bed for the last couple of nights. I'm also going to start reincorporating it into my morning routine and see if it makes a difference. But that's kind of what I've been doing. So that is like all things my personal health and what I've been doing. Another topic of interest for you guys was how to get better deep sleep. So this is something that I am really, really, really proud of in terms of like my overall health. I've, I'm like very good at getting deep sleep and kind of hacking that. And I typically wake up feeling very, very energized. So I'm just going to tell you guys the things that have worked for me. One of these, well, actually all three of these things from a scientific perspective is very sound. So number one is sleeping at the same time every night and waking up at the same time, at or around the same time, like the difference should be two hours on a weekend at the very most, every single day. So I wake up around 6.30 every single morning. Weekends, this can go up to 8.30, but I try not to push it beyond that. But 6.30 every morning I'm up. And so that means that I typically go to bed between 9.30 and 10 every night. The reason I do this is actually because I noticed with my aura ring stats that I'm someone who needs to be in bed for almost an hour longer than I want to be literally asleep. And that accounts for any like mini wake ups that you have during the night where whether you remember it or not, you may be like having like micro micro wake ups. So say, for example, I want to sleep for seven and a half hours. I should be in bed for eight and a half hours, eight at the very, very least. If I want to be sleeping for seven, then eight. So you get the picture. So for me, I'm really diligent about you know, going to bed at the same time every day. It wasn't something that I was very diligent at in the middle there, especially with, when we were moving, but it's like something I've brought back. And let me tell you, it has really, really, really helped. My deep sleep stats are like out of control. They, I get insane amounts of deep sleep every night. The other two things that I do is number one, I take magnesium every night before bed. I take the bio optimizers one, which I've talked about in the past. I really like it. It was recommended to me by my surgeon, Dr. Barrett, when I got breast reduction and it really helps get like, just like relax your body in general. Magnesium is incredible for that. And I think they use 
if I'm not wrong, seven different types of magnesium. So it's a very high quality blend and I really like bio-optimizers as a brand. And then on top of that, I take our sleep capsules. I take two of them every night and our sleep capsules don't contain melatonin. And so the ingredients that we use are actually like they were designed to help us get like actually like good high quality deep and REM sleep, which is what I was after. And so I noticed that on days where I am taking the sleep capsules, I have like much higher quality deep and REM sleep. So that is what I do for all things sleep. And of course, like goes without saying, but I sleep in a very dark room and I have a an eye patch on. I use the slip silk eye patch because I definitely don't want any wrinkles and I don't want anything pulling at my skin. So the slip one is definitely like my favorite one because it's just it's good silk. Okay, moving on. An interesting one that I got from you guys was what are my top five habits for having a great day? So I've kind of gone over a few of these in past solo episodes, but I am going to go through it again. So number one is journaling. So I love journaling. I can't shut up about it. It is just something that has changed my life. It's almost like a it's like a very meditative activity to me. It just helps me go inwards. It helps me figure out how I want to show up. It helps me align with my goals. I mean, I have different prompts for different days and just how I'm feeling because I've been doing it for years now. But even if you've never journaled before, you can go listen to my journaling episode where I talk about some prompts that I do, but you can use the five minute journal. There's a lot of options out there. And I just highly recommend that everyone finds like a specific designated activity that helps them connect deeper to themselves. So in my like during the block of time where I journal in the morning, it's about 20 minutes. I do it with my coffee in hand and it's just some at like at that time, I'm not looking at my phone. I've like tuned the outside world out and it just it really does help me feel like the best version of myself. So journaling is obviously number one for me. Number two is movement. So whether I go for a walk in the morning or I'm going to the gym, some form of movement is absolutely imperative for me to be clear headed and really be able to take on the day with intention. So this is also something I recommend, even if you can just get in like a 10 minute walk in the morning, going outside and just getting that light of day is just so, so, so helpful. And on days where I'm going to the gym and maybe I'm not getting a longer walk in, I'll still sit outside and journal. And I understand that that's not possible for people who are living on the East Coast in winter months, but then just go out for a walk. Like that's what I would do when I lived in Toronto. So getting outside and some movement is really, really important. Number three is learning something interesting. So I really like consuming something in the morning. So that can be in the form of a podcast or, you know, like an audiobook or something. I'll typically listen to like literally anything, anything that I find interesting, either while brushing my teeth or doing my skincare, or I'll do it if I'm going out for a longer walk. But I will make sure that I'm consuming something that teaches me something. So I like that's just like a big part of my routine. And I feel like it just allows me to start off in a more inspired and intentional way. Number four is getting good sleep the night before, because let's be real, guys, if you are groggy and tired, you're probably not going to have a good day. And so sleep is really one of the big building blocks for making sure that you're showing up as the best version of yourself. And so I cannot diminish its value. It's just it's incredibly important if I'm talking about a habit that is a non-negotiable for me. And number five. okay, so. This is not one that I've talked about, but I have realized its importance over time and I'm going to share it. So it's getting ready and looking cute. Okay, so this is something that I've historically always done. Like I remember when we were in lockdown during COVID, Nish would make fun of me because I'd be sitting literally alone at our house wearing a blazer because it just made me feel like put together and cute. A blazer may not be for you, but whatever it is that helps you feel a little bit more put together, I think for me helps me kind of show up as that higher self version of me. So this is like something that's really specific and it it just has historically always helped me it feels it makes me feel more put together and you know I will say that there was a period of time 
for about a month, month and a half, like right when we were in the middle of moving and settling into our new house where I stopped doing that and I would just be in like kind of like shitty like sweatpants or whatever, just things that didn't make me feel cute. And as soon as I went back into making sure that I was dressed and I'm not saying makeup, I barely ever wear makeup makeup at home, but just like wearing something, anything that made me feel more confident, I would suddenly like my day would just go a lot better. So this is just something that's specific to me, but I highly, highly recommend it for anyone who's looking for a little bit of a confidence boost, because let me tell you, I feel like you just show up as a boss if you're dressed like a boss. Okay. Another like FAQ was skincare updates. So I've shared this a little bit on Instagram stories if you follow me. But if you remember, if you have been a listener for a bit, you'll know that I had Shawnee Darden on the podcast a little while back and she was very sweet. She sent me a few of her products after the episode, which I started using. And let me tell you, you guys, her products are probably some of the best that I've ever used. So I'm going to go through everything that I'm currently doing. So in the morning, I wash my face with the Biologique Recherche Milky Cleanser. So I wasn't before this, I wasn't washing my face with a cleanser. However, after seeing Shawnee, she was like, that's kind of how you should be starting because it gives you like a fresh palette, I guess. And so I started doing it. I don't know if it made a difference or not, but because I'm like, okay, if someone is telling me something, I'm just going to do it as a whole and see how everything impacts my skin. So again, I don't know if this is the thing in isolation, but let me tell you, my skin has been looking insane over the last few months. So I'm just going to share everything that I'm doing. So cleanse my face. Then I use the Tower 28 SOS spray. This, you guys, is cult favorite for me. Cannot live without it. It makes sure that I never break out. And I had Amy Liu, who's the founder of Tower 28, on the podcast, and she talks about why this spray is so special. I believe they use an ingredient called hydrochloric acid, And it helps with cuts, wounds, eczema, bacteria, and just like clears it up. Nish also uses it religiously. He has really bad eczema. And when he uses it, he doesn't get eczema either. So highly, highly recommend this. I was also given the is clinical. I think that's how you call it or what you call it. Vitamin C serum. That was a little sample pack that was gifted to me by Shawnee. She gave me a few of them and I was absolutely obsessed. So I'm actually due to purchase one of those like full sized ones, but I really like it. It's a great vitamin C serum. If you are looking for another good vitamin C recommendation, also highly recommend SkinCeutical C for Rulic. I use that one for years. It's always been the one I kind of fall back on. I'm going to continue to test this clinical one though because I did really enjoy it. I've been using it for about two and a half weeks and you know just noticed continuous like brightening and all of the effects that you're supposed to notice with vitamin C. And then I am currently testing the Mother Science I, I forget what it's called, but it's the brand is Mother Science. Their packaging is chic as fuck, like very, very cool, like nothing I've ever seen before. And it's a brightening serum. So I've been using that every morning as well. Again, I don't know, like it's not been long enough for me to tell you if it's had like a significant impact or not, but I have been testing it and I'll keep you guys updated. So that's it. Oh, and then I finish off with the Summer Fridays sunscreen, which I have been absolutely loving. It is really a high quality sunscreen. It's very light. It's like almost this like milky texture, which I'm really enjoying. So highly recommend that one. And then for nighttime, I always do a double wash, no matter what, like a double cleanse. Sorry, that's what it's called. And I'm using either the, so if I'm wearing makeup, I'm using the Mara Beauty cleansing oil, which I will die on this hill. I think it's the best cleansing oil that exists. It takes off every speck of makeup known to man and it is very gentle. It also doesn't irritate my eyes, which is huge for me. So this cleanser I will, I think, use forever. It's I'm on my like seventh bottle or something, you guys. This thing is insane. So if I'm wearing any sort of makeup, like tinted moisturizer, whatever, that's what I use as my first wash. And then I move on to either the Shawnee Darden cleanser or the Cora cleanser, which I have in my shower. So if I'm cleansing my face in the shower, then I'll use the Cora one, which is really nice. It has menthol in it and it does make sure that it takes everything off. And same with the Shawnee Darden one. I really, really like it. Now, 
after this is when I've been using probably the product that has made the biggest difference in my skin that I've seen in years. Okay. So this is the Shawnee Darden Lactic Acid Serum. And this thing, I don't even know what she put in there, you guys, but since I started using it, my skin is significantly brighter. I literally never break out. Everything looks very even toned. My skin is glowy. It is an incredible product. So I use the lactic acid serum, I would say between three to four times a week. And then I finish off with her, like the Shawnee Darden. I think it's the peptide cream. It's a very lightweight moisturizer and I really, really like it. I will continue to top up on it because it's probably my favorite moisturizer that I have used to date. So really, really highly recommend it. And on days where I'm not using the lactic acid serum, I typically use, I use a retinol and I've been using the Mara Beauty retinol oil. That's the same retinol that I've been using for the last, I want to say six, eight months. I really like it. I'm at the tail end of my bottle and then I have a couple new retinols that I do want to test out, but the Mara Beauty one has what is what I've been using for a long time. And I really, really highly recommend it if you're looking for a gentle retinol. I like that it's an oil format as well. So it's like, it just goes on nicely on the skin. There's no peeling, flaking, nothing like that. So highly recommend. And also I do want to say that on days where I've been wearing makeup and I'm not taking a shower, instead of using the lactic acid serum, I will use either the Elemis, what are they like? peel pads or the Dr. Dennis Gross peel pads. Right now I have the Elemis ones on hand, which is why I've been using them. Otherwise, I have historically been a big Dr. Dennis Gross junkie and I've just run out of them. Both are great. Like they, they both do exactly what they're supposed to do. And the reason I do this instead of the lactic acid serum is because I typically have makeup like in a little bit of my hairline, even after I've like done the whole cleansing thing or like, you know, right behind my ear or whatever. And if I'm using like an exfoliating pad, then I'm just able to get everything everything off for sure, for sure, you know? So that has been, or that, I guess that is my entire skincare routine. Another thing that you guys wanted to, wanted me to talk about was imposter syndrome. So now we're taking a hard right here. (laughs) We did all things wellness and beauty, and now we're getting right into imposter syndrome. But hey, I give you guys what you ask for. So Something that I realized with imposter syndrome was it would come up when I would put pressure on myself to, I guess, be a certain way that I naturally am not. So, you know, I have my set of strengths, okay? And I work with Nish, who is my husband and co-founder, and he has his set of strengths. And I would notice imposter syndrome creeping up when I would, I don't know, I guess like feel bad about the fact that he was so good at certain things that I was not so good at. And something I realized along the way is that, number one, that's kind of why we work together, right? Because he is able to pick up the slack where I'm a little bit weaker and vice versa, because he's really not good at the things that I'm good at, you know? And so that's why this partnership works. So that's kind of where I would feel it creeping up. And the second thing that I realized is that if I were a solo founder, I think that I would just figure these things out and at the end of the day, probably higher for my weakness anyway. And so I just got that as a built-in co-founder. And so I have realized over time that it's nothing for me to feel insecure about. It's just, you know, no one is good at every single thing unless maybe, I don't know, you're Mark Zuckerberg or Bezos or whatever. But for the most part, no one is good at everything. And it's okay to, I guess, like accept that and have someone on your team who is able to cover your blind spots. So that was number one. Number two is I realize that I can lean into who I am as a person to be good at certain things. So the the example that I've given on previous episodes has been negotiation. And if you've not listened to that, I'm going to tell you about it right now. So when Nish and I started working together, I noticed that he was an excellent negotiator. He just always has been that way. I've seen him negotiate higher salaries for jobs in the past. Like he's just very good at negotiating. And I would think that Nish is just inherently better at negotiating because he is very like he's like 
his style of negotiating is like the typical thing that you'd think. Like he puts it all on the table. Like it's very like it's a little bit sharky, not in like a like a bad way. It's just, you know, how like traditional negotiations are done. He's very good at it. And for me, it just that's just not what I was comfortable doing. And so anytime I tried that method, I felt like I was falling short. I was just very uncomfortable. And so something I realized that would kind of change that process for me and how I was looking at it and also how I was kind of influencing the outcome was leaning into who I am as a person. So me as a person, I am very like I'm kind I'm warm. And those are the things that I decided that I was going to lean into when it came to negotiation. So instead of going out there and like, you know, like the boardroom kind of negotiations, I decided that I was going to lean into the fact that I was very friendly and warm and transparent and try to get my way out of that kind of communication style. And let me tell you, it has made such an impact because I realized that I'm actually a very good negotiator. It just looks a little bit different than what you would see on TV or with your husband or your partner or whatever. And so on a macro level, just realizing that we all have different kind of different personalities and that is what makes you you. And so if I wasn't these things, I wouldn't be where I am. And so anytime I feel imposter syndrome creeping in, which is a lot more rare now over time, but that's kind of what I tell myself that I am where I am because I am who I am. You know, I cannot, I can't expect to be where I am by cherry picking all of these other things that I want from someone else. And I would just lose the essence of who I am. And then who knows where I would be, you know? So I recommend like having that sort of mentality when it comes to things like this. Moving on. So a big topic of conversation from you guys was how I um, stay positive when things are stressful or things are going wrong. So I am a big fan of stoicism, okay? And it really, really does get me through life. So I remember in our first year of business when things would go wrong, which essentially something goes wrong every other day, okay? Whether it's a small thing or a big thing, doesn't matter. It's just this is what you sign up for when you are an entrepreneur or probably like even just when you're at a higher level position that relies a lot on you as part of like the workforce or whatever, right? Point is that we get challenges thrown at at us every single day. And I remember one day I was calling, I called my dad who is like, he's very successful. And I was crying about something that had gone wrong. And he was like, why are you crying? If you signed up to be an entrepreneur, realize that this is a part of your job description, the uncertainty, the lows, the challenges, things going wrong all the time. This is what you signed up for. And if you can't handle it, then why did you choose this job? And that was a big wake up call for me because I realized that, yes, this is what I signed up for entrepreneurship is kind of a journey that takes you on these intense highs and lows and your entire self-worth cannot be determined by the performance of your business. And that really shifted things for me. At that point was like one of those turning moments where I was like, okay, how I've been doing things has just not been working and I'm going to change, I guess, change the way that I'm doing things. So I started practicing stoicism. And so with stoicism, what it does is that it helps you temper your emotions because at the end of the day, if we are, if our well-being and emotional state is this roller coaster that is determined by our external circumstances, it's just not sustainable. It's not sustainable whether you are a founder, whether you have a high stress job, whether you have kids, because fact of the matter is life throws shit at you and you cannot just be so all over the place anytime a challenge comes through. So my approach is always stoicism, realizing that this is just something that will pass and it's okay. And like, that kind of has been my disposition. Now, if something really, truly terrible happens, of course, I'll let myself feel the emotions for a little bit, like it's probably a couple of hours, and then I'm over it. It's just 
I think also it's who I inherently am as like a very positive person. Obviously, this is something that I've nurtured over time. I read a lot. I have like resources which have helped me to get to where I am in terms of like being a very positive person. Again, like if you're looking for good books, um, highly recommend anything by Gabby Bernstein. I recommend Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, I believe. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. There's like a lot of books out there which will help you develop into a more positive person. But I just I've realized over time that whatever it is that's being thrown my way, whatever challenge that's being thrown my way is being thrown my way because I can handle it. Okay, and that means that I'm able to come out of it and I'm able to come out of it with grace. And I remember feeling this way when I had my accident a few years ago where I got I I fell off a bird scooter and it was going really fast and I had two brain injuries, broke my face. And I remember waking up in the hospital the next day when I was like, you know, a little bit more functional and I, I was not upset about it. You know, like it sucked. Obviously, I was in pain. But at the same time, I wasn't someone who was like, oh, my God, like what now? Why me? Because it's not productive. And so for me, my perspective was, OK, this thing has happened. What can I learn from this and what can I bring into the world to make it better? So that's I hope that that answers your question. But you know, a couple like, again, just to summarize, stoicism, number one, is very, very important. Having a positive disposition is number two. And just realizing that this is just a passing thing that you will get through. Last thing that I'm going to get through, OK, is what is it like living in L.A. with a lot of competition? So the reason I want to touch on this is because I am very, very passionate about this concept of competition and feeling like there's only space for one person to succeed. And my opinion here is that it is absolute bullshit. Okay. I have always been of the belief that there is room for everyone to succeed. And in fact, if someone is doing well, it is more of a motivation for me and an example point that, okay, like if it's possible for that person, it's possible for me too. I've always been someone who is of the mentality that there's room for everyone and that there's no such thing as, oh, I'm living in a crowded city with like a lot of people who are successful. And that means that I can't be successful or I have to take someone's place in order to be successful. Like that's crazy to me. So living in LA for me has been an awesome experience. I have great friends here. I've been lifted up by a lot of people. I Obviously, the weather is amazing, but essentially the competition thing, I've never even thought about it. And I think that all of us should kind of have this mentality where there's room for everyone and we can lift each other up and all succeed together. So that's my thought process. And I think that it's something that everyone should adopt as well. Okay, so that is everything I have time for. This has been a very long solo, but I hope you guys find a lot of value in it. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.